Have you ever been desperate to make a quick buck? Maybe make $1,000 in a day? Eight hours of work for really just pointing a camera at some weirdo? Well, that's right. We watched Creep today. Obviously, with doing horror movies, there are triggers. The triggers for this episode will be sexual assault. We will make sure that you guys are alerted in the podcast when to go ahead and skip ahead if that is something that is triggering for you. Uh, and the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. Again, that's 1-800-656-4673. You are not alone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Under the Floorboards, the first official episode where we laugh with the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, and we are joined by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you today? Absolutely fabulous. So, obviously, we watched Creep today. As of right now, we actually kind of want to give you guys a little bit of background. So, Eric, what got you into horror? Growing up, I my father was fascinated, I think. he He came from a school of understanding that film is something that is in itself an art form. And when you take away the big box office, you know, blockbuster elements of it, there are a lot of people that are making good quality content on, on a budget, you know? Oh, and so he, he saw horror as a genre where that could, you know, fear, I suppose, as a catalyst for storytelling could exist at a much lower budget than something like action could, or perhaps you know, science fiction. Mm -hmm. And so he was always fascinated by the genre. And I, I think that I just sort of attribute a lot of my love to it, my love for it, to his, his love for it and sort of that by association thing for me. And I, I definitely get that as well. My grandmother was very into horror movies to the point where like, you know, I'm five years old watching Nightmare on Elm Street mm -hmm. and Carrie with her. And she's like, you know, oh, it goes right over their head. Right. Mm -hmm. What she didn't realize was that it was something that we were really going <laughs> to, weirdly enough, bond over and like have this love. So I feel like this episode really is dedicated to your father, my grandmother, for really bringing us here to begin with. So thank you guys. R.I.P. And I hope we do you proud on this. Absolutely. Thank um, you for enabling this. Yeah, absolutely. So again, we watched Creep, uh, which was written and directed by Patrick Bryce, who also plays Aaron. There are literally two actors in this movie. It on is a budget, right? Yeah, <laughs> all, all, ballers on budgets. Yeah. So also played Mark Duplass as Yosef mm -hmm. or Joseph. We are not really sure. Mm -hmm. uh, they keep saying Joseph, but it's spelled with an F. So mm -hmm. it's a little F to me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was great. It was, it was quality. Um, so we we find our main character. By the way, this is entirely shot for as a and it's not even an hour and a half, which mm -hmm. is weird, weird enough. It's an hour and like seventeen minutes. Mm -hmm. I think it's total runtime, right. yeah. which is even short for a horror movie. Mm -hmm. You know, because like usually you're looking at the ninety minute mm -hmm. at bare minimum eighty. If you felt like knocking this movie out on your lunch break, you could probably get yeah, away with it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, sorry, guys, I'm 17 minutes late. <laughs> so we start off finding Mark Duplass's character, Yosef, or actually, no, we start off with Aaron. Mm -hmm. We start off with Aaron in, what is it? The foothills of California. We're Crestline. in, yeah, we're in Crestline, California. Mm -hmm. And we meet 
Patrick Bryce uh, playing Aaron again uh, in his car. And he's driving up to the mountains because he is, I guess, found this fucking ad on Craigslist, right? Where it was just like, hey, do you have a camera? Mm -hmm. Do you want to make $1,000 in eight hours? Are you alone? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What is your father and what does he do? (laughs) Uh, And he's like, yeah. And it's like, he's so congenial about it, too, when he's like actually going up the cliffside. Yeah, he has that moment that we all have for (laughs) Embarking on a new business venture. Yeah, he's like, oh, this town is cute. Yeah. Oh, that car is cute. Uh-huh. Oh, there's a cute fucking uh, long border coming down the street. <laughs> and it's like, if there's not a long border, are you even in California? So we're finding our way up to the the house. We finally make it there. And like, I feel like you have some pretty good insight for the scenes that we actually kind of lead up into just this this general interaction uh-huh. between uh, Patrick Bryce and Mark Duplass. So one of my favorite lines is uh, <laughs> Eric forgets how to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'll save that track separate. You're welcome, Patreon now. Yeah. 100%. So so Aaron makes his way up the tallest staircase I've ever seen in my life. I've never been to like the Big Bear area. And it's like an 80 degree it's, angle. It's, it's absurd. And I've never, I just, that struck me as funny as almost a little bit exaggerated. And so he goes up to the door and it's this like vivid yellow door. And he uses it as at a point of context where he says, yep, there's the yellow door and knocks and there's no answer. And it's Aaron very is, yellow. it's a very yellow door. <laughs> it's a shade of mustard. Um, yellow. And it's it's French's yellow. It, it is. <laughs> that was where all the budget went. <laughs> um, so Aaron does this thing that again, when you're, when you're operating in, this is a found footage film. Um, anybody that's familiar with the Blair Witch Project knows what we're talking about. Um, it's always funny to me how there's these interactions that you're sort of meant to forget that he's actually filming this yet. He's just carrying a camera on him at all times. So he knocks on the door. Some of them are awkward, right? They're super (laughs) awkward. This is one of them where he would just be like filming the meet and greet with his employer. Right. (laughs) See, I did bring my camera. So he knocks on the door. There's no answer. And he has, takes a few moments to himself, kind of looks around, looks in the, looks in the woods a little bit. And the camera pans down. He says kind of, Oh, and the, it's, it just zooms in and there's this axe, like a lumberjack axe, just embedded <laughs> in a tree stump, not 10 feet away from the staircase. Because <laughs> well, he's still in like this mindset, right, of when he's driving up and he's actually talking about how there, he's dreaming that this person really is just like this 40 year old woman that wants to bang him and just pay him a thousand dollars. Because that's the ideal. <laughs> But then you get that beautiful, just slow mm-hmm. zoom of mm-hmm. that axe. And for me, that was already the trigger, right? Like, right. let's get the fuck out mm-hmm. of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like if you're if you're cutting wood, I usually put my tools back in the garage when I'm finished <laughs> with them. I don't leave them out. For easy access. Sure, you know. <laughs> so Joseph appears very suddenly. Aaron, at this point, has made his way down to his car. And he says, I think it's just smarter for me to wait in my car. I agree. Yeah. You know, you don't even know who you're looking for. The camera moves around and it's sort of looking at the woods. And you just hear this like thunder. Hey, and it's Joseph. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> oh, did I scare you? I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do jump that. scare. Number one, jump scare. Number one. <laughs> and he's, he's really kind of like, you'd think that would be put like off putting to begin with. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this guy is coming up to your window and he's just, he's there. It's he's not there. a, hey, are you Aaron? <laughs> yeah. It's just a, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we, we find ourselves now like 
our, our two characters, thank God we don't have multiples to talk about, <laughs> have now met each other. And Aaron is kind of in this place where he's like, hey, nice to meet you. And he's like, yeah, I'm super excited to do this. Are you excited? Like, and it's, mm-hmm. it already starts getting that mm-hmm. creepy tone. Are you like, ready? Are, 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 yeah. you, are you ready for it? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we start going up this 80 degree staircase and we go into the initial landing of the house, which for a mountain house, it really just looks like a beach house. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a California thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's the only design is beach homes. We only have mountains and beaches. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the initial landing and it's, we start off with this story of, you know, he's like, hey, this is why I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. like, it's completely unprompted. Like mm-hmm. Aaron doesn't ask him because he clearly doesn't care. Mm-hmm. He's here to get a thousand dollars and fucking go home. Says I'm on the clock. <laughs> Duplass's character. Or Joseph was explaining to him, hey, so, you know, I have cancer. Mm-hmm. You know, I beat cancer. I was a survivor, but I now have cancer again. Mm-hmm. And my wife, which <laughs> that, that comes back in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> comes back in a very interesting way later. Mm-hmm. Um is explaining to him like, hey, she's pregnant with our first child. I'm trying to make this memento video. Because he's aware that he's not going to make it. Yeah. At this point, Joseph is acknowledging, dude, the brain tumor is the size of a baseball. I've got two to three months is my yeah. prognosis. So we, he's like, oh, man, that's awful. And then he immediately pays Aaron off the bat. He like grabs the cash, hands it to him. And Eric's actually a little, because after the cancer story, he's like, I don't know if I want to take your money, dude. Like. <laughs> And he's like, fuck it, I'm dying. You know, like, just just fucking take my money. Mm -hmm. So after that, we proceed to go into... To go into one of the weirdest scenes I have ever seen. <laughs> it's it's not even that it's scary. It's just fucking weird. It's as uncomfortable as you can imagine. It'll be it probably multiplied by two or three. Once oh, 100%. He's yeah. like, all right, we're going up to the tub. Mm-hmm. And even Aaron's just like, what? <laughs> we're, we're going to the... He, he says, no, no, it's tubby time. <laughs> <laughs> and tubby time it was. And like... We, we go up the stairs, we go into the bathroom, and our next shot is we are now in, Joseph is now in the tub, or he's about to start stripping down. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I like to think that he was already naked. I in blocked the tub. a lot of this out. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get to him stripping down. He's like, no, it's fine. We're going to go a lot deeper than this, <laughs> I think was the exact line. <laughs> That's perfect. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, and it was it was so uh, nonchalant. With a knowing kind of smirk. No, we're... Hmm. We're going to go a lot deeper than this. You're about to see my dick and you think mm-hmm. this is deep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are not ready for this project, my friend. <laughs> this is why you paid him in advance. <laughs> and so- this scene is like almost 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Of him sort of explaining the significance of the bath. The spiritual. <laughs> well, because well, what, what was it for him that he. Uh, it was his father. Yeah. <laughs> his father would bathe him. And he literally says, like, this is the best part of my childhood. This is what I remember the most is my dad bathing This was me. my favorite time of the yeah. day. <laughs> so, so they proceed with tubby time. And it's meant to be reflective. Uh, I think from Joseph's perspective, it's meant to be reflective of this is something that I'll never get to experience with my child. And I want him to love it as much as I love it. But it's so, yeah. it's so macabre. It has such an element of. I think the, the part that really puts it off is when he starts, like, it, he takes his hands and he's almost animating having his unborn child. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And what I mean by that is he is physically put, picking up nothing with his hands, mm-hmm. dipping the tootsies in. Mm-hmm. He's fucking like, oh, this one smells good. And starts like eating it and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I couldn't imagine being Aaron right. filming this. He's doing a remarkable <laughs> job of remaining silent and just sort of accepting that this is the job. And, and not I, just throwing yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> we get to a point where like he starts to like lay back. And he puts Mm -hmm. the fucking washcloth over his chest, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And he's, like, pretending to pet (laughs) this invisible baby (laughs) over top of him. He's named Buddy, by the way. (laughs) Oh, Buddy. Oh, Buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he kind of shifts a little bit in those moments because he kind of goes to this sort of somber, realizing that what he's doing is a fucking absurd and like <laughs> b it's it's like the backdrop of all of this is i've got like 60 days left man you yeah. know what i mean and this is what we're I'm going doing. down for real and so <laughs> the, and maybe this is what he meant by this is as, as deep as we're gonna go but he he it really gets to that part where he's do you ever feel like just ending it like why wait <laughs> that i literally have it in my in my notes as a uh, tub scene gets dark yeah <laughs> <laughs> And, and he, he like, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. He just starts like sliding. He, he looks at Aaron and he's just like talking about, well, what if I just ended it sooner? Because I could, and you like, know, I could, I could. Yeah. Him. He's like, yeah. I could do it. I could do it right now. And Watch. He, he was like a fucking arrogant kid that just like wants to argue with his parents. He's like, I'm going to do it. No, just I'm right. <laughs> so he starts like sliding down. Mm hmm. Into the into the bath water, and he starts like holding his breath, and fucking uh, Aaron is just standing here. Are you good? (laughs) Kind of pulls the camera over the side of the tub, and like uh, you know, facing down. And Joseph's just underwater, not really exhaling. You know, not really. Other than his nose, that kind of peeks up (laughs) over it. It's just like this is a low budget film. I'm not trying to fucking die in this Mm -hmm. scene. (laughs) And he explodes out of the bathtub. And scares the shit out of Aaron, I guess. Like, he didn't anticipate. Like, what was the alternative? Was he just drowns himself? Like, he has to come up. Because he just squeals. But Aaron just (laughs) kind of fucking reacts. And, oh, I'm sorry. Did I mean to scare you? It's that whole thing again. It's the car scene echoed in. Um, He just goes, no, man, no. I I don't even really know why I did that. I've just got a weird sense of humor, I guess. I don't know. I'm sorry that I scared you. Yeah. Scare number two. Right. <laughs> so finally, we're we're getting out of the tub, which was just a fucking, it was such a drag. If it man. feels like we're spending a lot of time on this, it's because the movie did too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we're, we're just trying to justify it for ourselves at this point. Like even watching that much content of, of this scene. Mm-hmm. So now we get to the part where you'll hear me say a lot because, and you know, it's, it's back to that idea of, why the fuck are you still here? Mm-hmm. Like everything is fucked up and weird. So we get to the introduction of what's pretty fucking psychotic, mm-hmm. right? We go into the bedroom and we go into the closet. Cause Joseph is like, Oh, I want to show you guys something. Mm-hmm. And he goes in and he opens the closet door and he pulls out this insane wolf mask. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like one of the ones that when you go to spirit Halloween, mm-hmm. you spent $400. Yeah. On. It's, it's closer <laughs> to a helmet <laughs> and it, it, it's not the, you know, the elastic band behind it and all of that. And that like, 
uh, it wasn't a jump scare for me as much as it was like, this is just a little bit about me. If I can go on a little bit uh, of yeah, this yeah, rabbit yeah. trail here. I have always like not fucked with wolves. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed this growing up as a kid, like reading, you know, Little Red Riding Hood or The Three Little Pigs or Peter and the Wolf or what. Yeah, but, like they're inherently there's, evil. There's like, a lot of children's stories where the wolf is the bad guy. You make those mm-hmm. associations when you're a kid and that kind of thing. And then you, you okay, like I, I live in North Carolina. Knock on wood. I don't have to worry about being, you know, <laughs> this isn't something that I'm going to actively have to deal with in my lifetime. But it's just the nature of wolves and the way that they hunt, they pursue. Mm-hmm. So there's a feeling of being followed. There's a feeling of like death nipping at your heels and shit like that. So mm-hmm. like wolves are super <clears throat> fucking unsettling for me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Aaron apparently felt the same way because we got the second <laughs> from him. And then we, we get to this point. Where he does the song and dance. Because mm-hmm. Joseph's like, no, 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 no. Check this out. It's like my dad used to do this with me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, and, you know, keep in mind uh, while watching this or listening to this podcast about it is we don't know the gravity of what is true from because essentially with having two actors, we have two narrations of what's happening mm-hmm. because whether Aaron is the one shooting it or not. There's still the perception of us only seeing certain scenes. Mm-hmm. So we're only reacting to the information that we're being given. Yeah, absolutely. So we, they do this song and dance and it's it's some of the loosest shit I've heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. It's just like wolves are friendly. You don't have to be afraid of them. Like it felt like it was so off the cuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think lyrically he explored themes of I could eat you, but I'm as nice as a rabbit. And yeah. it's just yeah, again, yeah. like they're like <laughs> Why would you go there? And to see a fully grown man (laughs) or, you know, Pete from the league wearing a fucking wolf mask and just like doing the bunny hop (laughs) was was, honestly, guys, it makes the it makes the movie worth Mm -hmm. watching. I'm not even going to fucking lie. Um, So now we have introduced Peach Fuzz. He's like, okay, well, let's head out. Mm -hmm. I want to go to this. I don't even remember. There was a Spanish name for it. It it essentially translates to like miracle water spring and something Coruscant. Mm -hmm. So it's it's something about the heart, you know. And and we are we're in the car. It's actually a really brief scene where he's like, you know, apparently the waters only work if you're pure of heart. (laughs) And he looks at Aaron dead in the face and goes, "Is your (laughs) yeah? How is your heart?" Because it's. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking better be. Yeah, it, it fucking better be. And it was just like that quip smirk in the corner of his mouth. <laughs> so uh, we finally get to the woods, right? And the mountains, I guess. Mm-hmm. The woods of the mountains. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joseph and uh, Aaron are now going out and exploring. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get to the miracle waters mm-hmm. or fucking whatever. And what was incredible about it was there's a there's a scene where joseph just like runs off Mm -hmm. and like just just Mm -hmm. completely runs off into the woods and aaron's just like oh fuck (laughs) i I don't know where i am i don't know where he's going he's He's already not like by this point he's not feeling joseph's energy at all yeah sort of again i'm just trying to honor my end of the contract but he's now alone in the woods yeah and this is why we (laughs) fucking leave yeah joseph turns around comes back around the outside and it's just scares him from behind. Mm-hmm. And they have like this really deep moment in mm-hmm. Joseph's eyes. Cause he's like, Joe, I scared you. You just had a near near death experience. That's what that feels like. Mm-hmm. You, I saw it in your eyes. There was a second 
where you wanted to kill me. And you could have. He wants his filmmaker to understand, I'm dying. This is what it feels like to know that you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And this is what it feels like to want to lash out against that. You yeah. know what I mean? Is where, is where Joseph's coming from. And it is. And there's we're not getting into the spoiler quite yet for it. But that does play in a totally different light mm-hmm. as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he, he wants him to feel that fear. Because it's like, again, it's back to the wolf thing, mm-hmm. too. Like, I want my pre- I want my prey to be a little gamey, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> when, when I'm trying to munch down. Like, Make I'm, me earn it. <laughs> yeah. Fear is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so, we finally get to the, the miracle waters of my heart. Mm-hmm. And we see... Actually, before that, we're walking up. And he's like, dude, it's a sign. We're getting so close. And I look at the <laughs> sign and it's like, hey, before digging, there's a pipeline here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's actual sewage water running through like, yeah. where you're standing. Um, and so, he's like, that's not a miracle spring. And Joseph's like, hey, it's better than nothing. <laughs> and Aaron's like, it's shit water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we finally get to this uh, amalgamation of rock formations. And you just see... Um, fucking Aaron standing at the top and he like points down mm-hmm. he's like point your camera down there which you think would be like mm-hmm. pretty in- inherent you know like you would just know if he's just like standing uh-huh. but then you know you have like that again it's uh, that, that power thing but, yeah. but well, what I was going to say is you have like that iconic picture of MLK being assassinated and everyone's pointing and they took the picture Damn. of the people that are fucking pointing Damn. instead okay. of the person that fucking did it uh-huh um, sorry if that, that got heavy for you guys, but, yeah, yeah, but no, I, I, I feel very real about that. Like <laughs> if someone is pointing at the problem, you shoot the fucking problem. Right. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, <laughs> so, I guess, speaking of being pure of heart, <laughs> <laughs> my heart's good. You know? <laughs> fucking better be. Uh, so we're pointing down and in this rock formation, looks like you just took a fucking power drill and just carved mm-hmm. out a perfect it's, part. It's hilariously symmetrical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the content that they had for, I, it's like, does that actually exist? Is that just something mm-hmm. in California? That and I, I, I know, about? and Aaron's kind of, you know, uh, none the wiser so he just sort of has already bought into this from the perspective of, I really need this to be real mm-hmm. in, in the sense that I want this job to be normal. And I, so he's already sort of like formulating and, and, you know, uh, constructing this reality where everything this guy is saying is true because he wants to believe so badly that it's real. And so that spring exists and he kind of like, lets go a little bit. He actually jumps in the water and rolls his pants up and he's playing and he's like baptizing each other. (laughs) He's a little more animated than he was. And he's Mm -hmm. reacting to the coldness of the water. And they, they like have a moment where they like hug it out over this bonding experience and everything. And so he's starting to loosen up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so what does Joseph do? He sees another opportunity to be manipulative. And he says, Hey man, you still hungry? I know that was like a long ass walk. (laughs) You want to go get pancakes? Since you're a bitch. (laughs) Right. So they move forward. Yeah, he's like, have you have you ever been to Billy Bears? And it's like, probably fucking not. He's, he's, yeah. I don't think he's uh, ever been here. Yeah. <laughs> this, when he said cute town, I don't think that was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a cute town that I've been to before. Mm-hmm. Famous for Billy Bears pancakes. <laughs> yes. It's like the pancakes are to die for. <laughs> and then like, so the next scene is immediately cut to them being at Billy Bears. And it's this very awkward moment where Aaron's like, are you okay? Because mm-hmm. like, uh, Joseph is just staring at the menu. He's like, no, you know, the the uh, the menu's just changed a little bit since I've been here last. He was like, well, you've been here, you've been going here since you were a kid, right? He's like, yeah, they've just changed some things around a little bit. 
but you know, the pancakes are still the thing that you want here. And for me, I think that's actually like the first illusion we kind of get to the fact or the, get to the idea that he's not from around here. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything is getting, is not it's lining starting to up. kind of fall apart a little bit. The mm-hmm. facade is starting to kind of unravel. And I, I feel like he actually kind of takes that segue too, where he's just like, hey, give, give me the camera for a minute. Mm-hmm. And he, he prefaces it so weird too. He's like, Aaron, have you ever done anything that you're not proud of? <laughs> My first thought was, yeah, hell yeah. I mean, me too, same fam. And uh, we don't really need to go into it. We're yeah. Having, we're at <laughs> breakfast at the moment, you know? Yeah. He's like, well, do you want to share? Yeah. He's like, then hand, hand me the camera. I'm going to film you mm-hmm. for a minute. And I'm not going to give you guys the drag of his story because mm-hmm. what it really comes down to was I used to pee my pants a lot. And that made me feel embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the story. They had probably three minutes <laughs> that we just summed up for you guys. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if, you know, I, my initial interpretation, because this is where I'm going at this point in the movie, is a lot of this is meant to be interpreted as comedy. Yeah. The viewer, you know, and yeah. so there's a part of that where like this would be meaningful in context, but as a third party who has no, you know, <laughs> you're just like, you're like, is it again? Creepy? We're just in a pancake restaurant talking about how he used to pee his pants, and that's the most <laughs> that's the first time he remembers feeling shame. And we're unpacking a lot of things, and it's just we did go deeper, we, we went deeper, deeper than the top, like exactly. I didn't Joseph. believe we could yet. <laughs> here we are, and, and here we are, uh, understanding the director's pee pants. Mm-hmm. We Get to back to the house at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where things start to really. I'm just going to back up for a second and say that the thing that Joseph admits to Aaron is that he was taking pictures of Aaron while Aaron was looking for Joseph at the beginning of the movie. Joseph was kind of in the woods or on the bottom of the oh, porch, and right, sort of right, right, and taking pictures. And that was his admission of something that he's ashamed of. And they had that conversation was. Hey, I know that's way fucking weirder than you telling me that you used to piss your pants when you were three years old, you know, <laughs> but if we can just kind of move on from this, that would make me feel a lot better. And Aaron is very. And that's another one of the manipulations that mm-hmm. he really puts on there is like, it's a mix between a manipulation and a power move. And I know that those things sound like they go hand in hand, but the manipulation of it is him almost incepting into his mind. Mm-hmm. Like I did these things, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still your friend. Mm-hmm. I still like, I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. And on the, the wolf side mm-hmm. of it, you know, he, he's the apex. He's mm-hmm. the predator. He's the stalker. That's Hence been the imagery. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he, totally. he's been over top of this the entire time, mm-hmm. which again, why didn't you fucking leave? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Cause they took his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> took Joseph's car to the fucking mountains and to the restaurant. True. But when you get back, Mm -hmm. so they get back and it's late and there's this incredible shot, right, of cinematography where it's dark. They're at the top of the stairs, not the last section that actually goes to the door. It's Joseph standing in front of the floodlight. So you don't get... And I feel like it was that, a really cool shot. That was my favorite shot yeah. in the whole movie because it sort of sets that stage where now where night has fallen on the mountain and everything. And now it's feeling a little bit sinister, mm-hmm. right? You know, the way it was framed with his silhouette backlit by the floodlights and everything. And it was, I just thought it was a cool shot. And Aaron starts to sort of feel this. Yeah. He's like, I need to go home. Mm-hmm. And he just looks at like Joseph just looks at him and goes, 
but I was going to pour you a whiskey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this getting sexy mm-hmm. now? <laughs> yeah. He's talking dirty to me. I don't know. About you, but anytime anybody offers me a drink, I'm usually there. <laughs> I'm a tequila guy myself, but I'm also a free guy. So free alcohol. Is yeah. Free alcohol, yeah. You feel me? So. That's my, that's my yeah. favorite flavor of anything mm-hmm. is free. Um, so we get to this point and he's just like, no, I need to go home. And he's just like, no, you need to come have a whiskey mm-hmm. with me. So, and it's more of that, like, nah, just one more drink. Come on. Yeah, exactly. We get to, to the scene where they're actually sitting down and they're having a whiskey and there's this really amazing part where he starts asking him it's like hey are you having like money problems and he was like no i'm good things yeah. people talk about that i've just met yeah <laughs> are you poor <laughs> dad are we poor now <laughs> They're sitting down and they're drinking and, you know, they're talking about money and stuff like that. And he's just like, well, I've accrued a lot of wealth, Mm -hmm. which to me just says that, you know, he probably just keeps killing the person and reusing that thousand (laughs) dollars. Liquid assets are a powerful tool. (laughs) So we get to this point and he, he... what was it? The oh, he was yeah, like, yeah. There's a check in your. There, boot. There's a check in your boot. And He's Aaron, like, like again, this is what I was talking about earlier about how we're supposed to forget about the fact that this is being filmed on a camera, like literally within First the context of the shot. story, you know. <laughs> and Aaron moves the whole camera down to- towards his boot and kind of like, there's no check in my boot. And he's like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, but, bitch. But the fact that you looked means you do need money. <laughs> and it's more, I'm trying to get in your head. Mm. I'm trying to, you know. Just do the manipulation. I'm trying to make you feel like I'm here to help you. And the- and or and or hump you. So, <laughs> it, and which is interesting because now we get to the point where he's doing this dialogue, which is like a message to his son. And they just mm-hmm. kind of like leave it on the counter for a minute. Mm-hmm. And Joseph kind of stops and explains like, Hey, like I need you to turn the camera off and I need to admit something mm-hmm. to you. And, you know, as the audience, we're just like, Oh, here we fucking fuck, go. Here it fucking mm-hmm. comes. Um, so at this point, I would like to let you guys know that for the next two to three minutes, we will be, Uh, discussing our trigger warning of sexual assault. After that, we will be back into the regular podcast. Uh, So at this point, we get to Peach Fuzz coming back. Uh, He starts explaining that uh, his internet was running slow. This whole story is ultimately about his internet, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it slowed down. And I don't know why. I talked to my buddy at work. My buddy at work was like, oh, well... What was it? Maybe um, your browser history. Yeah, your, maybe your browser history is fucking full because that's what affects the internet more than anything else. And he he's like, okay, well, I went home and I checked my browser uh, history, and what we can put a little bit more eloquently was he found a lot of bestiality mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, and then I went down to the store, I bought. Peach fuzz, yeah. the wolf mask, mm-hmm. and I snuck into our house. Sort of confronted his wife on it because he was like, I'm not looking at animal porn uh, on yeah. the internet. And so it must be her. And she denied it. So he, yeah. Yeah. And he tied her up and assaulted her, as he says. Mm-hmm. And honestly, again, this is not something that we think even really happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which, this man is a clinical liar. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like there he's really making shit up and actually the scene that we're going to get into here in a second is really kind of going to kind of validate sure. that. I fe- I I feel like. But yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, he's like I tied her up and I assaulted her and we both got off and mm-hmm. I was like, "Cool. Mm-hmm. This actually sounds pretty consensual." They, actually, I mean, he even said like she smiled at the end of it and said it was fine. 
Yeah. You know, so, it, but then he turns around and looks at Aaron. And he's like, "I raped my wife," and mm-hmm. I was like, "What the?" F- and it's, what the it's fuck? just this like offbeat again. Like he's tripping up in his own web, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that was more of what I took away from it than the story itself was that he people who are who are you know compulsive liars will mm-hmm. get so into the story they'll get so deep into the storytelling of what web they're weaving that mm-hmm. they'll often omit details for the sake of like leaving that up to obscurity or it's yeah. kind of an abstraction and that's certainly what we were dealing with here where he was taking it down a path that that didn't even require explanation yeah. you know? <laughs> because he wanted to validate the lie with a bunch of backstory you know he yeah. wanted to make so that's Meanwhile, Aaron really doesn't give a fuck. And he's so uh, he, he's so uh, dismissive of it, mm-hmm. too. Like, he was just like, okay, cool. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because Aaron just kind of gets up. He's like, okay, I think we got everything. And he, like, goes and checks his jacket, puts his jacket on. He's like, where are my keys? You know, starts pulling drawers out and shit. Like, he put them in a like, fucking silverware right? drawer. Because at this point, he's aware that Joseph has done something with his keys. And yeah. he's like, I'm not going to accuse you of it because I think you're crazy, but... You know, it, it, he also is aware that he is now a prisoner in this house. And so he panics a little bit and starts moving down the stairs and everything. And that's when Joseph comes back and said, did my story scare you? Yeah. Did that make you feel uncomfortable? You know? And in the back of his head, you can hear his good. You're right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is becoming what the motive seems to be. I think mm-hmm. when, we, when we're dealing with uh, horror movies and you have your quote unquote antagonist, your, your big bad of the movie... Um, identifying the motive sometimes happens before. You're five, six, big, bad. Sometimes it, <laughs> it happens after. Sometimes it's happening while the, you know, climax is happening. This is one of those things where if you're paying attention, you understand that Joseph's entire motive is he just enjoys fucking with people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that it's so funny because, guys, we're not even halfway through the movie yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get to... Uh, the, the point where, again, he's looking for his keys. He's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And then Joseph just starts gaslighting the mm-hmm. shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, listen, you were above .08. Mm-hmm. He had like a whiskey, yeah. first of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This motherfucker had yeah, yeah. a drink. And he was just like, listen, we'll find your keys in the morning. You can sleep here overnight. And I'm just like, first of all, I met you Eight hours ago. Mm. I've already fulfilled my contract at this point. This is, you know. Yeah, you are a fucking weirdo. You are a fucking creep. Ah. (laughs) And we. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, guys. The quality will get better with time. But (laughs) They're not paying me for sound effects. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get the guy from fucking Police Academy. Just like. And actually, this is the first time that we see Aaron in the movie be really clever. Like big braining. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to stay and we're going to drink more. Mm. And you can tell he grabs like the the two rocks glasses that they're already drinking up. He pours like an ounce into his. Yeah. And like six ounces Uh into uh, Joseph's. And the angle is such a this is the thing that like I was thinking about. The angle is that scene from The Princess Bride. During the Battle of Wits, where he like he like turns around and he's looking over his shoulder while he's pouring the poison in one of the drinks, you know. And it, it's so funny because he he puts the, the two the two rocks glasses down, and uh, Joseph is like, "That's a lot of liquor." Yeah, and it's just like, "No, it's fine." Like but, even for me. And I guess there's like this uh, nomenclature that 
I was unaware of where he's just like, he clinks his glass and goes, bottoms up. And Joseph just like, he goes, bottoms up? All right, whatever. Right, yeah. I go hard. Right. I murder people, mm-hmm. you know? I've never taken six shots at once, but I also... <laughs> and he just fucking knocks goes, it back. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing his first round. And this is honestly the only part of the story that is kind of unbelievable mm-hmm. to me where... You know, they're sitting there and he's like, that tastes weird to you? Mm -hmm. It didn't taste weird to me. And it was like, he had my first, it it was cool because like I felt validated watching Uh when I, the the very first time I ever watched this movie, my first thought was, oh, he probably crushed up a bunch of Benadryl because I know what knocks my ass out. (laughs) You know? He's like, that tastes funny to you? And he was like, no. (laughs) No. And there's that shot, right? Where you can see the the color of the, oh, the, the liquors, liquid. Yeah. <laughs> and one looks like watered down sweet tea and the other one looks like Coca-Cola. <laughs> he actually just poured cognac yeah. in there. Cognac and Benny? Hell yeah. It's like little Wayne, what's it doesn't matter what's in my cup. <laughs> it's my cup. So we, we, he knocks back the Benadryl and we immediately cut to, and he is still filming all of this. Uh, and, and so and he keeps the camera on. In front of the, the stone fireplace of this beach house. Mm-hmm. Uh, mountain house, beach house. Yeah, yeah. The, the, mo- the mountain beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's California. That's Be- exactly. Yeah, the, <laughs> we got to get, get him North to the Carolina, top of Beach yeah. Mountain. <laughs> but we, we get to this point where he's, <laughs> he's just passed out in front. And, like, he just starts going, peach fuzz. And, like, I don't know um, if I do this on Benadryl when I'm sleeping. God, I but, but he, yeah, I'm telling you. Because you find out later that he, he was like, I found the, the empty Benadryl bottle. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, well, <laughs> how are you awake? Because I right. take two. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, asleep in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I, I will not wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would have I don't know, maybe there were three in there. But still, like, that will fucking zonk you down. And he's, like, uh, borderline masturbating? Yeah, yeah, He's, like, oh, peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> and it was rustling his own jimmies, you know, and... Oh, because the pants. The pants that he's been wearing this whole, this time, whole time. It's, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's like... The, the, <laughs> the, uh, sorry, but the part that made me laugh the hardest was Aaron going, Ah, oh, Joseph. And he kind of stands up and you see him stand up. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know how to stop this from happening. But like <laughs> everything leading up to this point was like borderline acceptable. I'm not trying to, you know, until yeah, yeah, that moment yeah. where he actually tries to exit. But when the guy starts drunkenly masturbating in front of him, ah, <laughs> oh, no, fuck. We get to the point where he stops, like, massaging his testicles. Mm-hmm. And Joseph, or not Joseph, Aaron, comes in and is, like, trying to start reaching into his pockets, mm-hmm. which are all zippers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just, like, <laughs> the amount, it was probably collectively almost a minute mm-hmm. that we watch him just, like, doing the slow unzip for Imagine each pocket. Imagine, like, you know, those 80s windbreakers that were just yeah. like final fantasy levels of zippers and buttons and shit <laughs> except for the first pair that he was wearing mm-hmm. those were pretty much yoga pants mm-hmm. with a zipper pocket directly over his butthole mm-hmm. i'm not talking about cheek to cheek i'm talking right mm-hmm. over the crack mm-hmm. so as he is rummaging through his pockets you know as daintily mm-hmm. as he can also not trying to touch the dong hand mm-hmm. at this point yeah, because Joseph is very clearly like asleep, but not really. And Aaron is so gun shy right now mm-hmm. that he's, you know, because obviously this was his plot. Mm-hmm. He's trying to, 
essentially uh, makeshift roofie this dude mm-hmm. to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And he goes into his pocket and he pulls his cell phone out. Or pull, he, Aaron, he pulls Joseph's yeah, cell phone Aaron, out. Aaron pulls yeah. Joseph's cell phone out. And as he gets it into his hand, he gets a fucking phone call. Mm-hmm. And he's like, like oh, fu- oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he answers the phone, runs into the bathroom, and he's talking to Angela. So Angela's not a character that we've covered so far because she's really kind of irrelevant. Frankly, we're not sure if Angela was real at this point. (laughs) (laughs) She was just as made up as everything else so far. Um, And he's talking to Angela. He's like... Who, who, like Joseph, has been explaining is his wife. Yeah. This is, you know, so Aaron has this preconceived notion that this is Joseph's wife. That he just had weird wolf sex. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The call's received, and she almost, like, is like, is this Joseph? Yeah, yeah. Like, I guess they have, like, normal conversations Mm -hmm. most of the time, and... There, and he's like loudly whispering. He's like yell whispering into this phone like, Angela. <laughs> is this Joseph? This is Aaron. Yeah. Who? This is Aaron. And they're like, who? Is Joseph there? He's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do for you? <laughs> so, and, and uh, yeah, she almost has this air of like, oh god damn it. You know what I mean? Which He's at it again. She puts it together. Where are you? I'm at your apartment on Crest. I'm at your house in Crestline. She's like, oh. we don't have a Crest, a house in Crestline. You should probably leave. <laughs> and she's so, she's also just so congenial about mm-hmm. it. She's just like, you're. This you, happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hang up the phone. Yeah. Get out of the house. Mm-hmm leave my just, brother has problems yeah, yeah. Ju- just start walking and i'm just like you've got to have more information right. than this my guy like, mm-hmm. totally and as it turns out and then that 20 seconds go by and you go did she just say my brother has problems <laughs> and then it clicks that okay here's more yeah of that web you know it, more evidence that this guy is the tangled not web is unweaving angela's sister the mm-hmm. whole time who he's been using as a front to be his wife to back up all of this right you know all of the wolf sex all of the you know we clearly don't have cancer anymore mm-hmm. like 100 percent. and he's just like you can watch it on his face just kind of drop because uh-huh. again he is still filming all of this which and is, which is the most quality oh because <laughs> he sits down he's sitting on the edge of the tub and he just like has the camera sitting on mm-hmm. the sink mm-hmm. and i was like god this budget is incredible this budget <laughs> i want to film myself answering the phone call of the man that's keeping me imprisoned you know like you're on netflix <laughs> and you probably spent the amount of money that it would cost to rent the airbnb to shoot this yes. <laughs> totally because I like to think that the rest of this movie was actually just shot at Homeboy's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're getting to, you know, and it, like we realize that he has these problems now, right? And it's just like Aaron walks out of the bathroom after talking to Angela, who is like, hey, my brother's fucked up. He probably doesn't have cancer. You need to fucking leave. And well, Joseph is fucking gone. Yeah, jo- Joseph, he... Uh, is now just not on the fucking fireplace mm. anymore. And again, for everybody else, it's just like, oh, it's coming. Mm, this oh, is the moment. Oh, it's coming. And uh, 
you know, we have this really weird scene with Aaron where he's still he's still filming. Yeah. He, is- he, he like <laughs> he like looks to the bottom floor, like the stairs going to like the the ground floor, I suppose, and is like, nope. <laughs> and then, like turns the camera to, and he notices that the screen door to the porch mm-hmm. is is sort of ajar. It's there's a you know he notices it so hard. Mm-hmm. That he zooms in on it <laughs> instead of just like investigating the door. <laughs> like, Let me double check this. <laughs> he spends like two minutes just looking at the door and like he could be behind you right now. Yeah, like he could literally just like yeah. And, yeah. and be done with it. So mark that and remember that. <laughs> <laughs> mark that. <laughs> That his observational awareness is is limited. <laughs> so he goes outside, or he was smart enough to turn the light on, mm-hmm. and then to the porch. He walks out the screen door, and he's looking at the corner instead of like the rest where there's the- <laughs> like a table and like nobody could possibly be standing there because there's lawn furniture. Yeah. So instead, he's just like, uh, and he turns. Or what was it? Yeah. Death. Death. <laughs> it's just Joseph standing behind him. Yeah, <laughs> it comes for us all. Jump scare number four. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so we get to this point, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I scared you." They start hugging it out. Mm-hmm. There's so many mm-hmm. hugs in this movie, like mm-hmm. between a man and a man, and that's great. Mm-hmm. And don't <laughs> hug people you just met. That's fucking weird, dude. Like, I'm not invested mm-hmm. in you. So, anyways. He, uh, Aaron starts explaining to Joseph, like, hey, I just talked to your sister. And he jolts. Yeah, he just fucking Joseph, bolts out Joseph's of Joseph's like, <laughs> and goes. I mean, like, Naruto runs across the living room and back down the, the same stairs that Aaron was click, like. Click, 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 yeah, click. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron does the thing he does because Joseph has disappeared once again. And Aaron kind of, okay, camera's still rolling. I'm going to walk very slowly towards the stairs. And he starts making his way down. Again, this is ill-advised. The way this house is set up, you were mentioning how there's a vantage point where you can mm-hmm. see, like, it's the for the bottom. top scene. Yeah, you, yeah. you can see the top right. of the stairs from the landing, so you can see the bottom of the ground floor to ascend the stairs as well. And and there's nothing. So he again makes the ill-advised decision of pursuing this instead of just waiting it out. And when he gets to the bottom, he hears kind of a like a low growl, kind of. And sort of comes around the corner and here's Joseph backed up against a wall, kind of in a spread eagle. His arms are out, but he's wearing peach fuzz now. And so Joseph is back into peach fuzz mode. That's a really good way to put it because it really is a different persona mm-hmm. that he takes on because he's unresponsive. It's like it's literally like talking to someone who's just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gets to the point where they're both in the landing and Aaron's like, are you just trying to scare me? And he just like turns his head side to side. Mm-hmm. Or, he he or, nodded. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He, sorry, he nodded. He nodded. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was talking about, um, or I was thinking about when the first question he asks is, are you going to let me leave? Mm-hmm. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to scare me? Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets into like this weird fucking like. Gyrating Mas- yeah. hits. He's like massaging yeah. his ass up against the. If you guys mm-hmm. could actually watch this right now, which mm-hmm. is why we'll probably have a Twitch stream as well, uh-huh. it was like. We're we- crushing <laughs> this. <laughs> it, it really equated to him rubbing his testicles mm-hmm. earlier while he was fucked up mm-hmm. on Benadryl. You yeah, know? yeah, totally. Um, and 
Aaron's like, well, I got it. You're fucking scaring me. I'm fucking fucking terrified. (laughs) And eventually we finally see Aaron in the role that we really want to see for him where he says, fuck this. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm going to take a shot at this. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets away and it's camera cuts here. It's a hard cut. He calls it a scuffle Mm -hmm. later on, which I thought was funny. I was Mm -hmm. like, no, you actually just went toe to toe with Mm -hmm. A murderer. With the peach fuzz. The, <laughs> the infamous peach fuzz. <laughs> so uh, we're now cutting to, uh, and it's a weird scene at first because it makes you think, it almost makes you think that uh, Joseph won mm-hmm. that fight because it's him going up this hill, dragging two heavy ass trash bags, which I know mm-hmm. from personal experience, you can't carry a body in trash bags. No, and that's how you know. I, I, there's, another, there's another thing for me where it, it, it was clear in the way that he was maneuvering the trash bags. They were starting to roll back down the hill and he would press into it. And there was a lot of give in the bag, almost as if there was like a like foam or something mm-hmm. like that paper that would be malleable to him. I'm not speaking from experience, but part of me sort of believes that if there were like human body parts in there, there wouldn't be that much give in the bag to that where it mm-hmm. would obey what you're pressing on and that sort of thing. So yeah. it was a clear tell that Aaron is not in these bags. (laughs) Right. So it cuts to him actually watching. Mm -hmm. He was filming himself. He's like reviewing the. Watch this video that has been sent to him Mm -hmm. by uh, Joseph or Mm -hmm. Peach Fuzz or Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck you want to call it at this point. And he gets to. He's like, man. This is fucking weird. Mm-hmm. He and we're at the point in the movie where he just keeps getting these packages, mm-hmm. and like he even says, he's like, "Well, obviously he has my uh, my address at mm-hmm. this point," which would have been the ultimate red flag. Fucking move! And he he starts <laughs> having these reoccurring dreams of uh, like the one that he went into like explicit detail. Oh, with. the jacuzzi yeah, with yeah. peach. Fuzz. So they're in the heart fountain that they found earlier <laughs> and everything. Joseph is wearing the peach fuzz mask, and Aaron is wearing like this baby wolf mask, and they're they're <laughs> sipping, they're like sipping wine, and then it gets to the part where Peach Fuzz pours the wine on Aaron's head, and he looks down, and the water is full of his own blood, and that sort of. He's like, I'm not sure what this means, but it makes me feel a little bit uneasy. I just can't stop thinking about this guy. I just can't stop thinking about <laughs> waffles. <laughs> yeah, and they like, and my thing too, like, if I were the one making this movie, I definitely would have brought up uh, instead of blood, it would have been his own urine from him. A callback to his like greatest insecurity, <laughs> yeah, as it were, yeah. from what we know about Aaron at this point. Actually, forming him as the baby wolf, because mm-hmm. o- other than that, there is literally mm-hmm. no reason that that's I actually a good to take. Know. Yeah, that's actually a good take because it was the 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 version of himself that wouldn't be able to control this. He's still mm-hmm. a child, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's actually a good take. Um, yeah, and that and that's kind of like him getting boxed into a corner at mm-hmm. this point because the he has a call with the police and. He kind of fucks up that Mm -hmm. call. Because this is after he gets that second package, right? Yeah. And so package number two that he receives is this enormous box. It was like hilariously (laughs) big. I'm thinking that it's just going to be the peach fuzz mask. Like Joseph is passing this persona along to Aaron, perhaps. I'm not sure. And when he's opening it, the first thing he pulls out is like a chef's knife. It's not even a... You know, and like it's like a, a shitty one. Too. Yeah, it's like a like with a like it's a, a salt toko plastic handle. Like <laughs> effectively, like if anybody has like a plastic cutting board in their house, that's what the handle of this knife was made out of. <laughs> um, and then he pulls out um, another DVD, mm-hmm. and he watches that DVD, and it's it's Joseph saying what? Oh, I'm really sorry. 
This was weird. Mm -hmm. I, I get why everything between us is kind of like broken up a little bit. And if I had gotten a mm -hmm. video of someone digging a grave and throwing trash bags mm -hmm. in it, I'd be weirded out by it too. And Joseph was like, I'm, I'm sorry. That was probably, that was me reacting emotionally to things. And I shouldn't have gone that far. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to need you to work Saturday. Yeah, like, that, was, totally. that, was, that was the vibe that we were really getting from this. And it, it's so funny that like the, the last part of this movie really takes place over like three or four fucking weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. we see like Aaron putting more locks on his doors mm -hmm. and trying to secure everything and mm -hmm. try to like readjust his life mm -hmm. for how weird this is between his nightmares and everything else. Yeah. And one actually, of the things he got in that, sorry, one of the things he received in that box was a, uh, a little stuffed the baby, baby wolf. wolf. <laughs> and one of the instructions on the DVD that he received was, um, if you want to tap into your baby wolf side, that sort of murderous side that I saw on you on the side of that mountain. That when, side when murder. I, when I scared you and you had that moment of two seconds where you were really feeling murderous about me. Like, Do not tap into that and take that knife and just carve into this wolf. There's some really beautiful stuff in there. And so Aaron does, and there's this locket. It's inside almost kind of electric. It is a little bit. Totally. All the clues are you have yeah. to like tap into this, like, you know, you have to understand me through practice by doing these things that I would normally do. And that's what'll give you the clue to moving forward. And that beauty of gutting people right. is really what he's like breaking down. Sure. And I'm just like, oh wow, yeah, yeah no, he's fucking <laughs> So in this locket, it's a little heart-shaped silver locket, and when you open it up, it's a picture of Joseph. And on the other side of the locket, it's a picture of Aaron. And Aaron just goes, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so we move forward and he says, I think that's when he like explicitly said, it's time to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we're only hearing this from one side on Joseph. But one of my favorite parts during that conversation yeah. with what I assume is LAPD. I don't really know. Yeah. We don't we don't know uh, where he actually uh, lives. Yeah. We don't even know what he does. Yeah. Other than answer Craigslist ads mm -hmm. and maybe lives in a house that needs bars, yeah. you know? Because California is almost as big as the entire California East Coast. California <laughs> <So, laughs> We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you guys have any insight for us, let us know. So we get to this point where Joseph is obviously in the picture at this point, mm -hmm. as far as like, he's sending the in packages. The wolf again, yeah, right? he, yeah. But now it's all predatory. Like we, there's a scene actually, and this is later on into um, him being available. He's like standing outside the house, like, Something drops and Aaron's like, what the oh, fuck? <laughs> and it's so funny because like, I feel like he has the same reaction that I would. Totally. Where he's just like, lights, lights, yeah. <laughs> yeah. lights. Uh, no part of him was on. like yeah. by a gun yeah. because no, no, no. he's in LA. So mm -hmm. He never put on pants, but he did pick up that chef's knife. Which is which is crazy, <laughs> right? Because that was like that gift again. And, him tapping into that murderous side. I'm willing to go here if it goes there, you know. <laughs> and so this is, yeah. And and as he's navigating his way through the living room, he moves out of the shot. And this is a really cool shot for me too, because as soon as he like steps away, you realize that his body has been obscuring the door the whole time. Like the frame that mm -hmm. his body was taking up in the shot was obscuring the door. And it was Joseph the whole it, time. It <laughs> and Joseph's just standing in the door. Smiling. He's smiling. just like... <laughs> Loving every second of this. Watching again, like we've been talking about the whole time, his thing is getting people to be afraid because his, his thing is... Because it again, makes them more delicious. 
it gets them to tap into that animalistic side of themselves that he wants people to explore because that's what he loves the most about himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, himself is that murderous kind of... He's a I very play to, with your food. I murder. want you to react on instinct. I don't want you to be afraid. I, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or if you are afraid, I want you to react to that fear instinctively and not from a logical standpoint. He's very much the villain splainer mm-hmm. without actually like explaining it. Without ever he, going yeah, on, he yeah. Just, he just wants to play with the mm-hmm. fucking catnip until he's done, mm-hmm. you know? Which is actually kind of cool for, it, for a yeah. lot. Because a lot of, you know, horror movies, whether it be a slasher or a thriller or psychological or whatever, they even the psychological thrillers, I don't feel like kind of play with their food. Mm-hmm. Never, they, no. they, they do in the sense of like how it is shot, but it's sure. never like if the murderer is there, mm-hmm. like. If Chucky is there, mm-hmm. Chucky is going to kill you. Right. Like, it's not... <laughs> the motive no is always, you know, again, it's like we were talking about earlier. The motive is always clear at some point in the movie, right? But the strategy is always never let your prey know your next move. I mean, mm-hmm. just from a hunter's standpoint, that's how you would approach that you know and so again joseph is very obviously is like sane enough to be able to like process these things Mm -hmm. from again a logical perspective so so now we kind of get to the point where actually before we get to the last video that gets there there is this incredible scene where it's been very apparent to us the entire time (laughs) (laughs) that joseph could have killed aaron whenever the fuck he felt like it obviously uh we get to a point where uh Aaron is videotaping himself like he has this entire movie mm-hmm. but we find out that he's been doing it while he sleeps. Mm-hmm. And there is a point where we see, you know, the camera is facing him and then he is dead asleep it is the dead of night and the camera like picks up mm-hmm. and it, like moves around a little bit and you actually see him like taking his hand and covering his butthole yeah. to, protect, <laughs> right. to protect himself. This defensive sleeping <laughs> posture, this sort of like you know premeditated and i got and i felt that yeah yeah, yeah. um so we got to uh that point and it's kind of him just kind of like doing this weird layover with his body and like it goes down to his little tootsies again Mm -hmm. which this guy is just more more self-referential you know yeah um and we pan back up and he puts the camera back down and then we just see him like kind of lurch over top mm. of him and he's he like has a pair of like it looks like scissors that you would buy at the dollar store it, it's it's 100 percent those safety scissors that we fucked with <laughs> in kindergarten that like the blades are plastic and they don't actually cut anything they just you know yeah so and he just like cuts a little piece of his hair mm-hmm. which is i mean obviously it's weird mm-hmm. but it's it feels more weird because that never comes back right right like there's there's you never, never like what well, <laughs> I'm going to clone my own Aaron. All I need is a healthy <laughs> ovum and we can make this happen. You know? <laughs> yeah. So the next day we get up, we find this uh, DVD that has been sitting in uh, his windowsill through the broken screen. And it just says my last, my last uh, videotape. Yeah. So this is, I'm just going to, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you again. But no, like the, no, no, no. the thing that's so funny to me about this is Aaron is like shaking. He's like paralyzed with fear at this mm-hmm. point. He's having a hard time getting the words out. And I woke up and and this is where I sleep and I find this video in the bloke the broken screen. And he's like fucked about the broken screen. Like that's the thing. Like Joseph hasn't been standing next to him. Like, you know what I mean? Like Joseph again, it's one of those diversionary things, you know, where he would like, I'm gonna break the screen. So he thinks I snuck this in through this tiny hole and it's one. When in fact, <laughs> I've been at his bedside and I placed it here like some kind of sadistic Santa Claus. And you know what I mean? And so 
It was me all along. It was me, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's fucking incredible. It is. That, that he's just, he's so taken back. He's like, he yeah. fucked up my screen. And I'm just like, dude, he's been in your house. <laughs> multiple times at this point because again this last bit of the movie takes place over like three and four fucking weeks Mm -hmm. i can't even count how many times he was probably just like taking a shit in his house totally i'm in your attic i'm in your basement (laughs) wherever you know i'm in your living room (laughs) so so we kind of move on to finally getting the last tape right from uh peach fuzz pete Peach Fuzz Pete. Jesus Christ. It was there the whole time. It's been there. I want to thank the League for being such an amazing show uh, and giving us <laughs> <laughs> and giving us the actor that would play Joseph. Um, so we we were watching this final film, which again, it's like it's like watching a reaction video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just him being filmed watching this. Joseph is obviously like sitting at the Crestline Lake Park mm-hmm. thing that we actually yeah, passed Lake, on the way there. Uh, what the fuck was it called? Um, it's not Crestline. Gregory. <laughs> Lake Gregory. Lake Gregory. Uh, so at Lake Gregory, he's just like, it's it's this very, you know, for. I want to say that it's a very humanistic response to explain to him, like, I'm so lonely. Mm-hmm. You're my best friend. It's been so great to meet you. And on the other side of that, I'm like, Aaron, he is a fucking psycho. Are you kidding me? Because my favorite thing about people who are manipulative, like when you get to know this personality type, either through experience or through like studying, what is their favorite thing to do when they know that they're losing power is to start apologizing, start mm-hmm. developing sympathy mm-hmm. and compassion and things of that nature. And that's the I'm tactic. Broken. Right. So that's the <laughs> tactic that Joseph, and he just admits everything. He's like, um, peach fuzz was never real. I'm, you know, I'm not actually married. I don't actually have cancer. You know, he and was it, like, I thought he, about being an actor because the goal here is to disarm Aaron for all of his inhibitions about maintaining a relationship with this person. And it's it's classic, you know, narcissist mm-hmm. manipulator. And my favorite line out of that too was he, he goes, "I can't get off if I can't feel that it's real." <laughs> it's just like because it's so subtle, but it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of believe that. That's the first honest thing you've said in this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're literally just trying to get <laughs> You're trying to gaslight someone into letting you murder them. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's so fucking weird. Uh-huh. It's so creepy. Uh-huh. Hi oh <laughs> <laughs> And had Aaron been a more cognizant person Or just not a fucking moron. Or a horror movie character. <laughs> He would have identified these things ahead of time because that's a hundred percent what it was. Is that's that's effective psycho killer. It's oh, like yeah. I'm going to make you believe that this is the right path. Yeah. So we get to this point in the video where he's just like, "I'm going to be at Lake Park at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's in public. There's going to be plenty of people here," which was obviously not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you'll be safe. You'll do whatever, and we can kind of work this out and talk it out. Mm-hmm. And that's where the I video, lo- yeah. I, I looked at Eric at yeah, this yeah, point yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, you were about to hate the rest yeah, 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 of this yeah. movie. Yeah, because this is my boy. It was like I was explaining to John earlier when I'm sort of not desensitizing myself to horror movies in, this, in the context that you mm-hmm. may think I mean, but when I'm desensitizing myself to the concept of people deliberately doing the stupidest fucking thing <laughs> that they could have done in this movie, it's something that I've got to work on. 
that's just the way that I understand horror at this point is I'm, I'm identifying this is the worst decision you could have made. And you hear it in Aaron's voice where he goes, oh, look at him. He's so wrongry. He's so sad. <laughs> you know? And He's just, just a sad man. I'm it's, like, it's so Me brutal. too, bitch. Like, <laughs> it's so brutal. And so it progresses. And here we are with the camera pointed at the same bench that this apology video, this like mm-hmm. YouTube, I'm sorry I did something unforgivable video <laughs> was, sent to, <laughs> was sent to Aaron. And Aaron's pointing at the same bench and he says, all right, I want everybody to know that I'm here. And my phone dial is speed, or my phone is speed, you know, set up for speed dial to nine one one. Like that would take effort to nine one one. You know, I think it's. <laughs> and this is circa twenty twelve, right? Like I'm using the fact that I can press one to dial nine one one to, you know, like as a strategy <laughs> over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he just kind of moves across the plane. He does a good job of checking his like five o'clock and eight o'clock. Here. He checks the tree. Uh-huh. He <laughs> looks up into the tree above the bench and he just sort of sits down and for all we know, starts playing Candy Crush. So the, he just starts it, fucking with his he phone. He had to. Yeah. He's like, here, just to set the scene for you guys, you've all been to the lake before where it's like you have the bench that is sitting out in front of the lakeside, mm-hmm. you know, and you have that man-made. It's facing water. Yeah, there, there's the man-made barrier along the out, the outskirts of it to prevent erosion and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, but it's obviously facing out towards the lake because why the fuck would the bench face the rest Away of the water? Away from the lake. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he goes over and he sits down and he's just staring off at the lake. And my first thing was like, are you serious? Right. Like, is this really happening right now? Once again, you did everything but look behind you. And Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those of you who marked it, good job. You, you passed. <laughs> again. Gold star. The, the, the situational awareness that he had was poor to say the least. Mm-hmm. And we, we get to this point where what's really incredible about this scene is he's, like you said, playing mm-hmm. Candy Crush or whatever on his fucking phone. Mm-hmm. And... We have like probably a it's a three minute scene. It's yeah, and you know maybe fifty seconds. I would of that, say forty five north of forty five. Yeah, it, yeah, is him like walking up and sitting down after he checks mm-hmm. all of his angles, right? And then we have another sixty to like ninety. Yeah, where it's just we we see Joseph or Peach Fuzz Pete, mm-hmm. as I will probably refer to him <laughs> through the rest of this this story. Yes. Um, he is walking up behind him, and I guess like he doesn't hear uh, any leaves rustling or grass moving. Homeboy breathing four feet know, behind sure. him, and you watch the axe, the the bottom, the ba- or mm-hmm. the uh, actual axe piece itself, mm-hmm. like drop next yeah, to his yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, that we've the whole time been like, okay, this is the murder weapon set up from the very beginning, yeah. right? That's what that pan shot was for. Axe and tree stomp. <laughs> Again, that's when you should have fucking left. Totally. Um, so we we get to the point where you know the axe drops down next to his leg, and this man has so much time. He's wearing a trench coat, and he pulls out uh, Peach Fuzz, the mm-hmm. mask, and he's like slowly peeling mm-hmm. it over the top of his face, and I'm just like. Are you going to look behind yourself? Because mm-hmm. I'm looking behind me right now. Uh, again, I don't know if anybody... Uh, the thing that... I, mm, 
if anybody has ever waited at a bench or perhaps a, a booth at a restaurant or something sure. like that, and you're looking at your phone, you're probably spending 15 to 30 seconds on your phone and you're closing it, you're putting it down and you're taking another look around wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And the time that Aaron afforded Joseph here is hilarious because yeah. again, it's just not realistic. If you were, if you were, if you were fearful of being murdered, <laughs> I'm well, not which sure I you, am perpetually. I'm not sure you would ever make yourself vulnerable enough that, like, I'm not aware of everything that's happening between, sure. like, you know, like three o'clock and nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. On, you know, and so I don't. Instead, you're staring out at a fucking lake. And my and I told I told Eric during watching this movie if. If he was wearing a ghillie suit and had a breathing apparatus and he came up from the fucking lake, mm-hmm. all right, well, that's just how Aaron's I Aaron's fine. Yeah. Because you know? <laughs> he probably notices that. What he didn't notice was the man take 10 seconds to drop the axe slowly and silently so it wouldn't make a noise when mm-hmm. it thudded against the ground. He also pulls the wolf mask out and takes 15 seconds to put that on symbolically like a samurai assembling his armor before. How's you man? 100%. <laughs> And then it finally happens. The axe drops. And it's just a quick, it's just a one-shot kind of. Yeah. So, and, <laughs> Hot you, man! Yeah. <laughs> and Aaron's just fucking dead. It just, park bench, axe to the dome, falls over. And that's it. Yeah, and we, uh, it's, it's really incredible because obviously the camera has still been rolling this entire mm-hmm. fucking time. And it was to the point where, like, when, it, when Eric was talking earlier about how he was like, you know, I've got my phone ready for speed dial for 911, mm-hmm. even though 911's literally a speed dial. Mm-hmm. He, like, takes the camera and just, like, puts it on top of his car, mm-hmm. I guess. And yeah. that's where it's filming from because sure. he was like, this is going to be cinematic gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. <laughs> We're really going for the Oscars. And it on was. This. So, yeah, and, and it was. So uh, we watch this scene. We watch the only kill in this movie finally yeah. fucking happen. Mm-hmm. And it pans out to... Sort of the Pete, same Pete angle. Was Pete Yeah. Literally watching this. And he's recording himself uh-huh. watching it. It's like a collaboration it's of a fucking reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just all reaction mm-hmm. videos. Always has been. Yeah. <laughs> And he does this little, like, ode to um, Aaron. He does the ode to Aaron. And he is just like, you know, I don't understand why you would do something that dumb. And I think that's where I lost it. It's like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. Because it was such a nod to the audience. Yeah. And that that felt... We felt validated. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because it was definitely a thing where, you know, we watched this guy Mm -hmm. fuck up other than the Benadryl roofie. Fuck up this entire time. It's like, why would mm-hmm. you do this? And, and it's it's so funny, like, because that's what's so endearing about it is uh, endearing's probably an inappropriate word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for what I'm about to say. It's definitely sexy. <laughs> it's what's so what's so funny and interesting to me about like getting in the head of somebody who's a murderer, who's like literally an axe murderer. You know? <laughs> like Getting into that person's head and him having like favorite kills or him having favorite people, he's like a hundred percent on board with Aaron. He's like, Aaron, you're you're the best I ever had because you actually <laughs> you actually believed in me. There was nothing I could do to make you not love me and not trust me through this whole process. Yeah, exactly. So we get to this point now where we kind of see uh, now Bill 
also known as Peach Fuzz Pete, mm-hmm. uh, also known as Joseph. Going by the new moniker of Bill, he is on the phone speaking with someone and he's just like, yeah, it's $1,000 for the day, which again, I'm assuming that he just recycles that $1,000 every time. I love that that's the number for like independent <laughs> people that are just looking for a side gig or something, you know what I mean? Just generally speaking. And how many people of those are just it? like, oh, I have a camera. Um, right. <laughs> I can film for for fucking eight hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do editing or anything crazy like that, but you know, you're just asking me to keep the camera rolling. And w- he's like walking into what we can only assume is not a new house. It's not a new location because maybe it's maybe like the hub. Yeah, yeah. I think we're in the central hub for his, for, for his murder. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Cause we go in, he's like chit chatting on the phone. He opens a door. He goes into this room which I think we're supposed to assume is the same one that he was watching the previous movie on. Yes. And he goes in and we see him open up a closet in this dark room and it's very much lit and it is, it is his trophy room, mm-hmm. right? It's all of his movies, all of his DVDs, and there's like names on all of them for all the victims. And he's got like a fucking movie gallery, yeah, yeah, yeah. like amount of shit. Did you think it was interesting too that he had so many VHS tapes almost to imply that he had been doing this before like before on DVDs <laughs> was a thing? Sure. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that was intentional or just kind of. Oh, one hundred percent. I think you're. Just I think imply you're, that we're talking about like a decades old. Yeah, he's murder. always yeah, been yeah, doing this, yeah, yeah. which I guess Angela has just been fine with. Uh. This entire, yeah, she's just like, uh, like your sister is just totally fine with you just fucking murdering people all the time. He has some problems, but if you can just leave, you'll be fine. Yeah, just just leave. <laughs> Just it was like, actually sound advice. It was just ill, you know. Yeah, well, he also wanted to fucking leave. Yeah. He wanted to leave this entire fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we get to this point where we're looking at all the movies and the DVDs, and then he, like, pulls the locket out of his pocket mm-hmm. and just fucking puts it up on the shelf. And there's he put, a locket in my pocket. There's a locket in my pocket. <laughs> and, <laughs> They they put they put up the DVD and they're all handwritten. By the uh, way, if we haven't been clear about that throughout this podcast, all of all of the DVDs that you see have like little personal notes on it. Like some of them are in red ink. You know what I mean? For Aaron, yeah. and it's got like hearts on it and shit. <laughs> um, and he puts it up, and like that's his newest one. And apparently, it was his favorite. Sure. Like I, I feel like if you had that much under your belt, that's probably pretty fucking genuine, right? Um, and now we're at the point where he he's still filming. Like, he is still mm-hmm. filming all of this. And it's like, it's its own form of masturbation. It's like the, oh, peach fuzz. It's totally what it is. It's totally what it is. <laughs> um, but the movie, I mean, the movie was good. Eric, what were your first impressions? Yeah, I thought this was cool. Again, coming from that 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 school of found footage, I think that we're sort of anticipating a lot of like reactive, you know, happenings for plot progression. It, it's mm-hmm. less like the audience is meant to interpret what's happening here, and it's very much just like we are can only see things from the perspective of the person that's holding the camera. So we can only react with them. That's again, right. the information that's been given. You know, and I like that style of filmmaking, generally speaking. Uh, again, I think it echoes Blair Witch Project. Oh, one, 100%. Mm-hmm. And any of those, like you, like you keep referring Clover to. Films, yeah, favorite ever. yeah. Exactly. Like that, that found footage style. Mm-hmm. And uh, I myself am not 
the biggest fan of that. I yeah. feel like the the perspective is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like reading a first person narrative. Totally. And that's great. And I think that that definitely has its place. I just don't enjoy it because I don't like the shaky feel of it all. Yeah. But that's yeah, also yeah, yeah. For, for horror specifically. And I mean, you can throw Cloverfield into that if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel as though the shakiness of it does kind of add to that fear element. Like you can feel mm-hmm. the director's hand shaking it's, and be like, oh, it, it's manufactured perhaps more than it is mm-hmm. natural fear. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it portrays pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, for the most part, I thought there was a lot of, and I think I get frustrated with, I get, like you were saying earlier, the quip of, oh, this person shouldn't go into that room. Yeah. But it was so much more blatant than that. It mm-hmm. was like, Aaron, you shouldn't even mm-hmm. fucking be here, and my I, guy. And like- I think that's kind of the failure of this, not this movie, but perhaps this style of filmmaking, is mm-hmm. there's just that element to it where the plot is being driven forward by an incompetent quote unquote protagonist. Right. And that doesn't feel natural. Because he wasn't a final girl. Sure. You know? Yeah, totally. Because that kind of shit I'm behind. I'm like, right. okay, cool. How is she going to fucking roll out on this blaze of yeah, glory? Yeah, yeah. And you don't get that mm-hmm. with this. And also there were two actors in the mm-hmm. fucking movie. So and one every, of them had to go. Yeah. Well, one of them had to go. Or, <laughs> it's not even, King, yeah. <laughs> or it's not even a fucking horror movie. You yeah. Know? So I will say, I think we talked about this earlier. Uh, first impressions. Yeah, it, it, you know, for me, I'm giving this one a really, really light five. The mm-hmm. more we're talking about it, there are a lot of things that I appreciated from an entertainment perspective. Mm-hmm. So I think from like a working through it again and sort of appreciating it from, you know, an art form perspective, yeah. I'm leaning closer to like a heavy five, maybe a light six. Yeah, so I, I definitely agree on the light five. I would not call it a solid five, mm-hmm. but I would yeah. definitely give it a seven on dialogue. Sure. Like the the scenes where they're like, you know, it's tubby time. You know, the one liners are fucking. Cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, uh, they they tied that together so well. And honestly, it's it's hard when you have a movie like that where it's so... It's not that it, it, it is low budget inherently. Mm-hmm. It was literally a guy and his camera and one other actor. Which is both advantageous and inhibiting. Yeah, they're on yeah. Netflix and we're not. So <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. They're out, they're out there killing the game. I feel as though this movie would have done a lot better if there was like one more person to kill. Like yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If, if there was a sound guy, uh-huh. you know, that they could have, <laughs> that, that you could have slipped in there and yeah. just been like, oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. he got him alone. Yeah. He's fucking dead. <laughs> and then like, like, you know, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have Joseph walk in and like, you know, Aaron found his body and he's just like, oh my God, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> oh, Mavis, is he okay? I told him he shouldn't have driven. (laughs) You're at like a 0.08 right now. Legally, you don't... Yeah. Uh, Overall, uh, would you watch it again? You know, maybe this this is one of those that's on the fence for me. I feel like I got everything that I'm going to get through this movie on past number one. You know what I mean? Uh, Would I watch it again? If it, it, you know, the opportunity arose, I was just like, yeah, let's do Creep. You know what I mean? Sure. I thought it was fine. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's kind of what it comes down to is the movie itself is fine. I I would watch it again in the sense that it's an hour and 17 minutes. Yeah. Like, I would put it on in the background. What am I really and, investing yeah. in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm just going to play Candy Crush on my phone and help, <laughs> hope that I don't get <laughs> Checking my six every five minutes uh, to make sure that we're fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do we have any life updates? How are we doing? Yeah, I had a really good rehearsal yesterday with the band Paper Violet. Um, this is the band that I play guitar and sing in. I mm-hmm. also do a lot of songwriting with. And, G1, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and it's you know it's going well we we have single number one coming out here soon hopefully within the next month or so and i'm really excited for y'all to hear that side of me is it the as one well. that i got to hear yeah 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 guys yeah. it's phenomenal like i'm so excited for y'all to be able to hear this and i'm not even making it <laughs> yeah i appreciate it i think it's going to be one of those you know kind of a summer song kind of feel mm-hmm. uh, a per- perfect time to drop yeah, it people totally. are about to be getting drunk and uh-huh. loose man that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's super exciting yeah How about yourself we uh we just started pickle production this week uh which is very exciting so if you you know lo- look for us on uh i don't have the rights to say some of the people that we're going to be using yet sure. Uh, but there will be some people in the triad, the Winston-Salem area, and as well as uh, private buyers will be available as well. So when we get all that together, uh, we will make sure that all of you have availability for that. Again, also look out for uh, Peking Duck, that is P-E-A-K-I-N-G, like you're peaking. There was nobody that was peaking in this movie, unfortunately. <laughs> we had a really good reference in uh, Session Zero that we we don't get for this one, but if you guys listen to our Patreon, eventually you'll get to hear that as well. Um, but other than that, uh, I think we really enjoyed this movie yes. for what it was. And a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody for listening, and it's been an absolute blast to be a part of this project. And again, it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh with the things that go bump in the night. Have a good night.